We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Pod Maverick After Dark. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm joined as always by Josh Bow. We are the editors over at Mavs Moneyball. Uh, Josh, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. We're getting ready for the this full week of games. Uh, after it feels like we've kind of had the baby schedule, we've been eased into the season so far. So that, that's right. That's games right. Are starting up. So we're now we're on uh, tonight was game 22, um, I think. Yeah, the Mavericks were 13 and 8. So game 22 of the season, the Mavericks just defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 120 to 113. Uh, the final score doesn't really doesn't really speak to the way the game, like the, the score for most of the well, game. Yeah, Memphis really fought like hell, but the Mavericks kind of controlled the game from start to finish. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was an interesting game, and I, I I'm not really sure where. Uh, we should start talking about things, and I'm, I'm you know, I missed a, a good chunk of the first quarter. So, what, what was kind of interesting to you about how the Mavericks got started? Uh I mean, they kind of kept them at arm's length from basically the start of the game. So, it was interesting because obviously Memphis, Memphis's injuries need no further. You know, they're missing John Morant, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, uh, Marcus Smart. I mean, they're missing almost all their guys besides uh, Bain and Jaron Jackson. And the Mavericks are probably one of the only teams right now that could kind of sympathize. I mean, they were basically missing five rotation guys, no Kyrie, no Grant Williams, no Josh Green, no Tim Hardaway Jr., no Maxi Kleba. And then Derek Jones Jr. got hurt six minutes into the game and didn't come back. So they were basically down six guys, main guys that play in their rotation. And the crazy thing about this game was it didn't really feel like they were missing anything. Um, not to discount, obviously, the guys that were playing. I mean, if like two or you know if Kyrie was playing in this game this might have been like a you know a 30 point game or or it might have been even a more laughable result but 
they they never felt in danger. Like this game never hit the danger zone. They were always had a double digit lead. I think the only time Memphis got it below double digits uh, in the fourth was when there was only like a minute left and it didn't really matter. Um, so really it was, you know, to start the game. Um, I mean, Luca was great, uh, from three, he kind of finished kind of wonky, like everything inside the arc wasn't as clean, but the team passed the ball really well, uh, despite some turnovers. And again, like Dante Exum in the starting lineup playing major minutes, like he has been the guy in this three game winning streak. Uh, I know they're all three bad teams, but that's the story. That's the takeaway for me uh, after tonight and after these three games is just how impressive he's been with the larger role and how important he's been. His, his fingerprints have been all over these games and especially tonight's. Oh, can't hear you. My bad. I muted myself when my dog, <laughs> when my dog was drinking water, like he'd never seen it before. Um, so yeah, three game win streak. Dante Axum averaging, he's he's average, he's had six assists tonight and seven assists in the previous two games. And his little bit of connectivity in this offense and really just how hard he plays, like I feel like there are three speeds of Maverick guard, if you were to describe it, where it's like Luca, which is slow. Kyrie, which is, you know, kind of like a hot knife through butter. Uh, but not always explosively fast. And then Dante Exum, who seems to be more controlled than Josh Green ever has been, but with kind of like a controlled fury when he gets going at the rim. I mean, he had two dunks tonight that were just like, what the hell? I mean, it's it's really fun watching him play, and I think he he gives them um, – I think last, last podcast we talked about him as a bit of an innings eater, and that's still how I think about it, but he gives them just a punch – that's been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I'm not, you know, I jokingly tweeted before the game that uh, he was, he was playing power forward for them because, you know, they tend to <laughs> announce, they tend to announce, you know, when the Mavericks do it, he was fourth on the, on the, on the call sheet there. So I don't know it's, it's nice watching um, him play. It's nice watching, watching him attack. I wonder how long it takes teams to figure out that they need to play like nine feet off him. Um, <laughs> because I think he, did he yeah. hit any threes tonight? He hit one. He hit one. So that was just his eighth made three of the year, I think. Um, yeah. It's not good. Uh, and, and you know, one of the things that that we had been told prior from fans who watched him overseas is that he was pretty good about hitting the corner threes. And so he's going he's gonna to need to hit a few more to keep things honest. Um, but, again, in the, the kind of just constant game of the regular season, having a guy that plays like this that's either, you know, kind of versatile – uh, in terms of bench or starting role is really, really nice. It's, it's fun. Yeah. And, you know, sound like a broken record because he's played basically the exact same in these three games where he's had to be a starter, say for the Utah game where he didn't really score, but he didn't have to, <laughs> they won by 50 points. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the same thing. Every, every single game, he pushes it uh, almost more than any other guy on the, on the floor. Their pace is way up whenever he's on the floor. Um, their fast break points are way up when he's on the floor. Um, they get to the rim way more when he's on the floor because that's all he does. Uh, again, he doesn't shoot threes particularly well, and he's not shooting a ton of them, although he did shoot 11 and three games, which is, feels like a lot for him. Um, but again, like per minute basis, he's not putting up a ton of threes. Um, so like, yeah, they get to the rim a lot and they play quicker, um, when he's on the floor compared to when he's off of it. 
And again, that that tertiary secondary kind of ball handler role, he's filling in for the Kyrie spot, but being able to play a bigger, you know, he's a guard, but he's a he's a big six five. Um, you know, he's got a lengthy wingspan. He's much he's a much, he's a significantly bigger guard than than Kyrie is, for example. And the Mavericks haven't really had outside of Luca a big guy that can handle the ball and pass. And again, it doesn't necessarily need to be like he's not like running a ton of first action pick and rolls. Like his a lot of his assists just come within the flow of moving off the ball, driving, attacking closeouts, manipulating the space that Luca creates because, you know, and especially in a game like tonight with no Tim Hardaway Jr., no Kyrie. I mean, there were some possessions where Memphis was just like, all right, we're doubling Luca as soon as he crosses half court. And sometimes Exum was the one who caught the ball. He was the first first pass out of that double team. And it was almost like kind of like kid in the candy store, like giving that guy that much space and a downhill kind of slope to to gather speed and momentum. It was just like kind of game. It was kind of game over. Uh, so Memphis like that's very thing shocked about that because because <laughs> don't prior to these three games. And I doubt it's changed much over three games, but the Mavericks are like one of the bottom three teams in terms of like rim pressure on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just, it's got to, there's, you know, these teams have rough scouting reports. I'm sure over a series things, things are much more detailed, but there's probably not a lot in there on Exum. Um, and, and cause he, again, one of the dunks he had from the left, he's on the right wing, but going middle, that defender looked like he had no idea that Axum could do that. <laughs> probably didn't. Probably hadn't seen, you know. I mean, he was last in the NBA a couple of years ago. I mean, the last time he was a major NBA player was like probably like five, five years ago at this point. So yeah, he might he might as well be a new face to, I'm sure, a lot of these guys on the floor. Yeah. Um eventually in the third quarter, they put Jaron Jackson Jr. on him, and Jaron and Jackson just flat out ignored him and just played like free safety Rover. And it was like, okay, finally they're doing the thing. But again, they were basically down by 17 by that point. Uh-huh. And they were, the Mavericks were basically coasting uh, to the end of the game. So it didn't really matter, but I think that's eventually what teams are going to need to do. Put either their center or put uh, a, their second, if they're playing two bigs, put a second big on them or something like that, where you just kind of don't even leave the paint or, 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 or you don't even guard him at the three point line at all. Because otherwise, I mean, we're seeing what's happening. He, 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 he's a smart player. He knows what to do with the space provided, even if he can't shoot his way through it. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. And we're getting to the point where I don't know. Like now, the question is, what's going to happen when this roster is healthy? Because he's playing so well, the team's playing so well. I mean, it feels kind of absurd to be like if Grant Williams and Josh Green and all these guys get back to be like, okay, go back to your to your 12-minute per game, 12, 15-minute per game bench roll, right? Like, he's making a case to stick in the starting lineup for the long term, I think. Yeah, and the politics of that sort of thing are probably a little uncomfortable for everybody involved, but that's where, you know, as critical as we've been of Jason Kidd over the last, two and a half years that's where having a a actual former player can probably come in handy i mean these guys are all you're winning you know grant got paid um josh got paid 
there, there's not a lot, you know, you're, you're talking pride purposes here. And I, I just, yeah, that's a good point. If they were in contract years, would this be different? Yeah. So I, I'm just sort of thinking, I, I get the, the inclination, but I also think, and this is really rather important. I'd be curious to know if the Mavericks know that they have something not to be an asshole. No, no, we'll just be, I'll fuck it. I'm being an asshole. Be an do, asshole. <laughs> do the Mavericks know that they have something here? Because I think you could make the argument that they played some bad teams. And oh, they, these are they just played three of the worst teams in the NBA. <laughs> right. So it's like, do, do you find do I mean, I think we have something. This is not like that seven game win streak last year where it was all kind of smoke and mirrors. I think Exum brings something that they need. It's a matter of can you, you know, how many minutes can you get out of these lineups? Do you need to tinker with rotations and you know minutes distributions and in against a better team you're you're probably hoping to steal time against the nuggets or against the raptors who are so much bigger like you you might not be you know the minutes thing i think is somebody something people might want to talk about from tonight just because like luke had to play 44 but in a given you know you have these minutes to distribute you have 48 minutes times five positions and you got to figure out how to get the most out of those minutes of those players. And I, I don't know. I, I still kind of feel at this point, I, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, different. I don't think this lineup is like set. I think he's going to continue to tinker till like game 50 or so. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, the curious thing is like, okay, if Exum sticks, does it, you know, do you put Grant back in or do you start Exum and Jer- Derek Jones Jr. together? Although Jones got hurt. I don't know if he's going to be back right away since he didn't come back in this game. So it seemed like uh, he could have, but they sort yeah. of were like, well, you know, we're going to need him tomorrow. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if you start Jones and Exum and Grant's coming off the bench, I know Grant's not a big guy, but he at least has experience guarding fours. Like who guards fours? You know, you can get away with it playing against Utah and Portland and, and this version of Memphis, but right. I don't know how long an Exum Jones front court can last. But here's the thing, um, their main starting lineup, their five-man group that's played the most possessions this season, Luca, Kyrie, Jones, uh, Grant, and Lively, that's a negative lineup on the season. It's minus 2.8 per 100 possessions per cleaning the glass, um, which is not good for, you know, that lineup's played 219 possessions. The next most played lineup is 72 so, like, it's far and away the most played lineup this season. And obviously the injuries are the only reason that has been derailed so far. But, like, yeah. I've been thinking before the injuries, like, it might be time for a change because that, you know, despite the success the team is having, like, that lineup is just not working. Um, defensively, it's doing okay. It's, like, middling defensively, which for this Mavericks team, like, you throw a parade for middling <laughs> defensively. But it can't score. Um, and I think, you know, when Grant is so streaky – if he's not hitting threes, you're basically playing Luca and Kyrie with three non-shooters for the most part, or or three players that teams don't guard as shooters. Uh, even if Jones is making his threes, there's a difference between Jones making, you know, two or three open wide open threes a night versus like a Tim Hardaway or someone who's putting up like eight threes a game. You know what I mean? Like so, even if Jones's percentage looks good. He's still not guarded like a knockdown shooter, and that can that can gunk some things up offensively. So, obviously, the injuries are going to dictate what they can play going forward because at this point, they just got to play who's healthy. But yeah, I mean, when everyone's healthy, 
I, I find it hard to believe that XM is going to get the short end of the stick. It's when you consider the starting lineup probably needed a tune up before all these injuries. Like it wasn't, yep. it wasn't performing at the rate. I think that they're, they're comfortable. with. I think that's right. All right. So before we continue to talk about this game, some quick housekeeping, uh, if you could do me a favor and consider going and liking the stream right now, that would be great. We would very much appreciate it while we're there. If you would also consider subscribing to pod Maverick, and clicking, you know, the bell that becomes available because you will get notified when we go live on these shows. And we do one of these after every game. And we do sometimes I'm doing the live show. I'm going to do a, a second live show after this where you guys can come and talk some basketball with me. Let me know what your takes are. Um, then the last uh, kind of piece of housekeeping while we're here is that if you're a subscriber to the YouTube channel, you might have noticed 400 or so videos showing up in your feed today. <laughs> and I connected our RSS feed uh, for the podcast to our YouTube page, and it pulled in or has begun the process of pulling in our nearly 1,000 recorded episodes. Um I don't entirely understand why they're uh, displaying in the order that they are. I got some amazing comments from people that clearly like stumbled on videos and were like, what is this? Why are you talking about the Mavericks in 2021? Um, and it's because things like that were getting pulled in. Josh and I are going to look into it when we have time as far as, are, is there any way we can, you know, reorder these videos because they have date stamps on them of when they were published. So it's really confusing of why they're showing up in just kind of a randomized order. Um, if we have any big YouTube fans out there that run their own pages or know any of this stuff, please reach out to me. I would love some assistance. Um, I have no, you know, we can't stress enough that Josh and I are kind of figuring this out as we go. Josh is a much more regular YouTube user. He was the one that reminded me that we needed to even connect this to begin with because Google Podcasts is going away soon. And then YouTube, which is a part of, of Google, um, will be uh, taking over for Google Podcasts. Did I miss anything there, Josh? No. Uh, do you want to update on, do we have an update on Apple? Oh, that's God. A, <laughs> that's a big one. So our Apple Podcasts basically stopped updating and if you're hearing this, you probably don't have Apple Podcasts, so you will never know what the hell is going on. <laughs> and when I get this fixed, I will have to explain it again. But essentially, when we got let go by our previous company, let go, they basically said they weren't going to pay us anymore. And then they gave us our, our podcast feed, which they did not have to do. Um, when it, it went from uh, hosted by Megaphone, which is a, a, a Spotify-owned company, to it got moved over to Spotify for podcasters, which is like an individual podcast company. And then when we were, we decided to join blue wire, it then moved back in to megaphone, which, but what happened was with Apple in particular, the existing podcast that I had claimed that was like ours, like yours and mine, Josh, there was a duplicate feed that got created like a mirrored feed that had the same number of episodes and everything. And I just didn't notice this. It's been going on since April. And then uh, last week it stopped updating. And so the feed that are, are uh, when I normally like press a button and go publish, it distributes to all the different platforms. Like I don't have to do anything. And so it has, it has been distributing to two Apple platforms this entire time. Only now it's distributing to an Apple podcast feed that precisely zero people are subscribed to. Like they're like, it has zero subscribers. And it's like, I, I I've been trying to explain this to Apple over email, 
but it's very extraordinarily painful. So sorry about that. Um, that will be our last little bit of, of housekeeping unless I missed anything, Josh, did I? No, no, I think you're good. Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're trying to get through it. We're, try, we're trying. Well, if, if you listen to me yammer this long, then listen to these ads that are coming up next on uh, your, your audio feed. So thank you so much. Um, we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. And we're back. See, I, I really have to figure out how to insert uh, YouTube mid-ad <laughs> roles. Um, I just, I just, doing this for fun makes like whenever I get free time, there've been times lately I'm like, I just don't want to do anything else. Okay, right. so we were talking about talking about a lot of different things already. What what else should we really connect on? Because like I really want to talk about how Omax looked like a functioning basketball player, and that gave me joy. Yeah, I feel like the young guys is probably the next thing. Omax looked great. Uh, Lively looked impressive again, and Hardy had a had a really nice game. So, yeah, Omax was cool. What eleven points? That's that's a career high, right? That's got to be. I'm not even looking that up. Um, he made three threes, which is awesome. Uh, His first one, he missed so bad. My my <laughs> wife goes, "What was that?" I was so scared he missed that three, and he would not because he missed a corner three. I think against Portland or Utah in one of these recent games and he missed it really bad and kid just pulled him and didn't put him back on the floor really for the most part. So I was a little worried when he missed that three, if that, if he was going to get the quick hook, but no, he stayed on the floor, had a, had a nice finish uh, in the paint. Um, you know, four rebounds, two assists, had a block, like, you know, just nothing that's going to jump off the screen. But when you consider he's, you know another building block you know rookie forward that that they want to have around and i would imagine the long-term plan is like this guy if he works out could be a starter in a few in a, in a year or two or however long it takes but he needs to get brought along in the right way the kind yeah. of stuff he was doing tonight like you know how luca kept basically big boying vince vince williams yeah that's gonna happen to omax against a better team like you play the Lakers tomorrow night and there's LeBron James on the floor. 
And you're going to go, oh, he doesn't play LeBron James every night. I'm like, okay, go through the small forwards in the NBA. Tell me who you really feel comfortable about Omax playing against. I don't want that guy to get sunned. I want him to, to have moments of growth and moments of learning. And Memphis was a great team to play him against. And I, I, I look forward to seeing what he can con- con- continue to do. But his energy will get used against him with the way the NBA calls fouls. It's just he is so all over the place and physical. I just think it's going to work against him early on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And he still has to – yeah, there's still stuff for him to learn for sure. I mean, he just doesn't even get on the board. Uh, I mean, he doesn't play – you know, he just hasn't played a lot. So right. to see him in a game like this, like, he needs to play. Like, when they're playing these bad teams that you know they're going to win, he needs he needs the minutes or he needs to be playing, you know, in Frisco, which I know he has, I think, a couple times. Mm. So, so yeah, so that was good. Um for Omax, I know a lot of Mavs fans were super excited for him, so it was good to see him him do some stuff. Lively is just like, like I don't even think of him as like a rookie anymore. <laughs> like the way he's playing now, like he's just he's. I think he's the second most indispensable player on the roster. I certainly I, think I, so. I, I, I think that's where it is. It's not a slight to Kyrie either. No. It's just what he brings them on a night in night out basis is pretty fantastic because. This essential same team played the Memphis Grizzlies 10 days ago, and you had a Luka out and Kyrie in. Um, I guess Exum wasn't there either, but they couldn't get anything going. And the way Lively just, you know, their defense still wasn't like wasn't very good tonight, but it's just he does a lot of stuff. And it's, on the one hand, you're delighted that they have him. On the other hand, it's like, what if you didn't use seven years of questionable centers for, for, or, you know, five years of questionable <laughs> center, not just real. Like what if, yeah, as, as Wickle says in the chat, we are so screwed if he gets injured. It's like, yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> but you know, that's, that's how teams are built. You just got, I, I, I really like watching him play. I like watching him kind of grow and learn. I mean, Jaron Jackson jr. Is such an interesting ma- matchup for him because Jaron Jackson Jr. is, you know, he was obviously took 29 shots tonight, scored 41 points. A lot of those on Lively, frankly, but I still like the way Lively played. You know, he grabbed four times the number of rebounds as Jaron Jackson Jr. Give me that for my center any day of the week over 41 points. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, that was nice. Five offensive rebounds, which is also nice. I mean, basically leading, he's leading the league in field goal percentage, right? I mean, uh, 83 be- for 111. So he's at, he's at just under 75%. So if, I don't know if he qualifies, but if he, if he does, he must be, he's got to be up there. Yeah. And I think it's just impressive. His finishing is impressive. We already talked about, you know, in that thunder game where the Mavericks lost his ability, like the fact that now he's like catching short rolls and scoring for in the four on threes, which is like not something I anticipated him having in his tool belt until like year two or three, and he's doing it before we get to the all-star break. Like it, it feels like every game he gets like his ability to kind of like absorb and adapt and get better at a rapid pace. It's, it's crazy. He's like a, I don't know what it is. Like it's, uh, I've never seen a, a young player like him that wasn't like, you know, in that Luca LeBron Durant, you know, that kind of level of prospect outside of that. I've, it's hard to find guys that, just kind of get the hang of it so quickly, especially for a position that can be pretty tough. I mean, this was like, we were just going to be happy if he just kind of 
caught some lobs and played like 15 or 18 minutes a night. And now he's a 35 minute per game. Well, not 35 minutes. He had 35 minutes tonight, but now he's a 30 minute per game indispensable player. I remember being like excited at the concept of him playing 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Cause remember we thought foul trouble was going to keep him out and like, he's had some moments, but like he's, he's had a handle on that. And uh, yeah, like I just, when he's not on the floor, it's just, it's so noticeable. Like he's just, he's that much of a difference maker. And it's like, it just goes to show with the draft and with these young players, because yeah, a lot is on lively for, for what he's doing, but you know, being able to play next to Luca and Kyrie and being coached by Tyson Chandler and just being in an environment that's despite last season is more conducive to winning. Um, you know, just like what if he was in Detroit or what if he was in Washington? And it just goes to show just how important, you know, obviously you won't, you know, when you're in that range, you, you usually it's like take the best player available when you're in the lottery, but fit matters and kudos to the Mavericks coaching staff for, for kind of believing in this pick and, and, and riding it and giving him the opportunity. Uh, I mean, they've, they've given him all he can handle. Like, I don't, I mean, he didn't start that first game against San Antonio, but other than that, like I can't remember moments where it's like, ah, he's being held back by the coach. Like the coaching staff has given him basically everything he can, he wants in terms of like, here, you want to try this? Go, you know, go do this. Like he, he's getting every opportunity and he's taking advantage of it. Love it. I love it. Trying to think if there's anything else I really wanted to hit on here uh, before we get out of Dodge. Probably Um, need to note Hardy had a really nice game and, you need him to have really nice games when kind yeah. of out. So yeah, he needed that 19 points, four assists. Yeah. Um, just a confusing player for me. <laughs> I mean, he had done nothing. I mean, he's really done nothing this season. So I feel like him having a game like this with Kyrie out, it was a nice little confidence boost. I'm sure. I think that I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, so the Mavericks play the Lakers tomorrow night. Early game. So they, they fly back tonight. That yeah. game's in Dallas. Uh, they play at 6.30 start time. So not only – so they, they start earlier. It's the third time this year they will play a back-to-back. And on the second night of the back-to-back, they will be playing fewer than 24 hours later than the previous game tipped, which is weird. Luca played 44 minutes. Well, Exum at 35. Mm. You know, there's a real chance the Mavericks just get whacked tomorrow by the Lakers. What do you yeah. think, Josh? Yeah, that's got schedule loss written, written all over it, especially with these injuries. Like, mm-hmm. are you starting XMM Jones against LeBron and Anthony Davis? <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to match up with um with the Lakers size uh the only real Grant hope Williams has to be back. yeah right well and I think Grant Williams comes back tomorrow for, yeah for what it's worth the way they were talking about him is like could play but you know if he's gonna play one of these two games play it's him, it's like, gonna be yeah. this one and I I I do think it's worth mentioning though that there is like it's not that the Mavericks are going to lose this is NBA basketball and anything can happen um but I, I do think if the Mavericks were to win yes like Kenneth just says it Kenneth just says it in the chat. LeBron is still tired from the special Laker tournament. Uh, He says that in jest, but it's, that's kind of the take is like, did these guys, then they did, they played real hard. 
Um, granted, they had the like probably the weakest path to get to that tournament title. Um, just really laugh out loud funny when you see who they had to beat uh, in group play and whatnot. Um, but that's kind of the rub where you, you know they've been playing a little bit more basketball than the Mavericks. Uh, Anthony and and you know not to be an asshole, but Anthony Davis rarely has two monster games back to back. So, I mean, that's sort of where I'm going to go with it in this game. It's not that I'm expecting them to lose, but I would, wanted to talk about this game and kind of uh, enjoy this game because they play the Lakers and they play the Wolves. And the Wolves are a team – like, the Wolves were built to beat Denver, so the 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 Mavericks are really going to have to bring their A game to beat the Wolves. I mean, the Wolves beat the shit out of us twice in Abu Dhabi to the point to where that had, a, like, all of us – quietly second guessing the Mavericks offseason without <laughs> understanding that the Wolves were like one of the best teams in the league. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, and now I think they get Portland again this week, but uh yeah, they're it's the big boy part of the schedule now. Right. Uh, we're we're gonna find out. I mean, I think we already kind of know what this team is, which is totally fine. They're what what are they 13 and 8, 14 and 8? 14 and 8, and eight yeah. which yeah, is which is great. But yeah. the schedule is gonna they're gonna have to to weather the storm, and we're we're at the part where it's like, hey, if they go five hundred for like two or three weeks, like that's a win because of how many good teams they're gonna be playing in the next uh, in the next few weeks. Uh all right. Well, you know, we'll be back <laughs> tomorrow night early as well, so at least there's that for us uh, with kids and the, all that good stuff. Um, head on over to MavsMoneyBall.com tomorrow in particular. There's some good stuff up tonight. But uh, we, have, we have a good story up or that's going to be coming up about the Lakers coach uh, that I think fans of basketball will will appreciate. Uh, we, we just have some – we didn't write very much the last few days, which is fine. You know, it's a, there's not much to write about when the Mavericks aren't playing. But, you know, head on over there. There will be a lot of, of regular stuff. Um, and, again, you know, if you're one of these people that knows things about YouTube, knows things about Apple podcasting, please feel free to reach out to me because I am – doing my best and Josh is helping within our kind of means to do so while also having families and real jobs. Um, so we're just trying to get all this stuff up and going. Um, all right. Anything else from you, Josh? No, I think I'm good. Let's get out of here. All right. If you guys want to hang out with me a little bit more, I'm going to be starting our other live show here in about 15 to 20 minutes. If you go back to the main YouTube page for pod Maverick, you will see that live show. You can click the notify me button to get notified when we go live. I want you to come hang out with me. We'll talk a little more hoop and um, just kind of enjoy the nice victory. Everybody uh, that's listening on a podcast show uh, podcast platform, please um, have a great week and we will uh, talk with everybody soon. Go Mavs.